Hello and welcome to Tracks, Brighton's premier music podcast. My name is Tim. And my name is Harry. And this is episode number 81. And it's the second of our ever live episodes. Yeah? Or not live. <laughs> Don't know what I mean by that. But you know what I mean. It's a gig episode. We're talking about gigs. Ryan gigs. Better not be. <laughs> and his little dinks with his left foot down the line. And his little right foot chip over the goal. So many people have already turned off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Another football one. Uh, no, we're talking about music. We're going to two big gigs this week. And we're super excited. And that is essentially what the bulk of this episode is going to be built around. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. That's me not being able to know what to say, so I said a word. Uh, well, aside from that, we talk about haircuts, we talk about some musical highlights of the week. I, gu- I can guarantee we don't really talk about trains, so do not worry. <laughs> Less I trains. Don't really about. go into my travel. Thank God for that. <laughs> it saved us all the tedium of that. And but to be fair, it was a really hard journey. Oh, <laughs> Shut <laughs> Um, without wanting to give Harry any more opportunity to talk about public transport, bus, train, or otherwise, Boris Bike Man, um, I'm going to say we should get straight into the episode. Yeah, let's do that. Where will we see him? We're going to see them not on the train track, <laughs> but on the flip side of them. <laughs> Rubbish. I know. Shall we begin? You right, mate? Hello there, Timmy. How's it going? Okay, thank you. <laughs> what did you call me, Timmy? I don't know. Didn't I, like I regretted it as soon as it came out of my mouth. Yeah, I've never liked being called Timmy. It's one of my real um, pet, pet peeves. peeves. Yeah, for sure. I've got an auntie who calls me Timmy. Of course you do. I mean, I get I get hazard by adults. I don't get it by people hazard. younger than you 40. You get hassled by adults. <laughs> I don't know if I said hassled. <laughs> okay, good. No, people. Yeah, people are older older than the age of uh, forty. They they think Hazard cool, <laughs> or I get Harold. Harold, yeah, but not Timmy. Dr. I've never Harold. been called Timmy. <laughs> you get Doctor Harold Willy Woo. Very often. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> oh yeah, it was iTunes. Yeah, <laughs> the less Doctor- about that, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Harold Willy Woo. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> My kid's going to be called that. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're going to sort of name your child after yourself, but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> Why have you said that so just nonchalant? Like, yeah, yeah. I absolutely am. Of course I am. Silly question. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> I don't really know what to say to that. How's your week been, mate? It's been a hectic week. Here it's we been- go. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on a train, have you? Trains have been bloody mad. <laughs> Work's been a busy. <laughs> uh, no, it's been cool. I've, I've seen lots of stuff. I've been lots of places. I saw um, I saw this amazing uh, pianist and what? Uh, <laughs> <so there's>, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you little child, you! <laughs> I saw this amazing piano player for the silly ones out there. Um, who we who kind of performed in church? It was uh, I think St George's Church in London. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's probably a few of those. But <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Bloomsbury, I think it was. Massive, amazing church. I looked it up actually. Built in like 1600 or something. Wow. I was in this building like that old. It's amazing. Um, anyway, and yeah, he was like this violinist. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, he also did the action of a violin then. <laughs> Literally, the time, the violin on the shoulder, despite knowing that he's talking about a pianist. He was a pianist, but he had uh, kind of the whole ensemble, um, yep. a little bit of a, like a small orchestra. And he played some like really big kind of tunes. He kind of mixes in like... Um, electronic stuff so he has this kind of pad next to him and he, he does this classic pianist kind of thing where he you know floats his arms and hands in the air as he plays so he'll, he'll play a note and then his arms will come up and they'll like float back down to the keyboard air piano yeah while he's looking like seductively kind of into the audience and stuff mm. like he really like the passion um really kind of comes through and um he did this bit he was really um like he made he was, he was really engaged with the crowd mm. so he was like let's just have some fun and he would play a couple of his tunes um by the way his name is Akayam um look him up on Spotify um he's got an album out called Zero which he said it was a word he made up and it means well, uh, Zero? yeah but it's X-I-R-O X- <laughs> yeah <laughs> that doesn't mean you made up the word you yeah. can't just change the spelling, made up spelling. Like, I made up um, he says it means uh, to build something from nothing. Uh, yeah, I mean, just just take it with a pinch of salt. Um, <laughs> I'll take it with a bucket of salt. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it with a fucking salt. salt. <laughs> Desert. I forgot what it's called. Flat salts? Salt flats. There you go. <laughs> flat salts. Flat I'll salts. take it with a flat piece of salt. <laughs> um, he was really amazing, and halfway through, he was like, I'm just going to play some songs that kind of... Um, inspired me I 100% don't think their songs inspired him I think they're just songs because uh, he played like um, Coldplay and uh, what's she called someone like Adele Adele um, someone like, like Adele <laughs> lots of stuff that is just obvious like big tunes that people would be able to sing along to because yeah. he said, oh, if you know this, like, just shout. Then he was really getting people to, like, shout stuff out to him and stuff. And it was it was really cool just kind of being in that environment. I haven't seen anything like that, really. The closest we came to it was probably Michael Kiwanuka, just yeah. in terms of the setting. Um, but he was really cool. Um, rest of the week, did some stuff. Got my hair cut. Yeah, you did. Should we talk about that? Because uh, we were going to record yesterday. Yeah. But we are now here... Before heading out to see Kane Strang, a previous tracks guest and absolute favourite of both of ours, uh, but we were going to have like a big night—not a big night. It's a it's a Monday for God's sake. We're going to, within reason, have a big night, but we weren't planning to be here in the studio recording. But, but I thought we were going to say we'd done this after the Bonobo as well. No, we're saying we're doing the intro to it, and then we're going to do a post bit after okay, the Bonobo. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, you said but. But you decided to go and get your hair carefully dishevelled. It's needed to be done for such a long time. Well, I mean, the real question everyone wants to know is, A, how do you feel about it? And B, what have you had done? So I've just done the same as I usually do, but <laughs> I um, I only have my hair cut like three times a year. Yeah, I, I, I have mine like surprisingly irregularly cut too yeah it gets to a point it's like um where it just kind of stops growing like it will be like okay for a while and then suddenly it's it's everywhere in your face and your teeth <laughs> like <laughs> you there's always like 
a moment, like a cutoff point, where you wake up and you're like, oh my god, my head's long. My head's long. <laughs> my head is extended. You're like, oh my god, my hair is so long, it's driving me insane. And mm. it's it's just... <laughs> Yours looks fucking insane now, what have you done? I don't know, it's what I do. <laughs> That's stuck up about three feet into the air. Because <laughs> my hair's deceptively long. Like, not deceptively greasy. How dare you? I'm checking it's not greasy. How very day. Anyway... Back to your haircut. That's what we're here to okay, talk sorry. about. That's what this episode is all about. <laughs> Fun times. Um, yeah. Because we were watching an Alt J video earlier, or the other day, mm. and um, <laughs> we uh, we said you should get a haircut like that. Did you do it? No. Because he had blonde hair. I'd like to. Yeah, I remember when um, it was going to happen a while ago, I think, when I actually had a hairdresser. Because shout out Romy, which I think we've done quite a few times, yeah. probably when I've talked about haircuts. Because um, this isn't new material. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nothing is at this time. <laughs> I didn't plan this. Um, yeah, she's she's got my hair for like the last three years, two years maybe. Um, but before that, I went to this kind of barber. You know, I've never had a good barber experience. Really? I mean, it's the classic. Let's let's just go there. It's the whole. I will just sit there, <laughs> let them fuck up my head. And then I'll sit out there paying, smiling, and then I'll yeah. get out and think, why, why did I do that? <laughs> There's so I'll many... Say, Is this all right? I'm like, yep. There's so many... Like, when you go to, like, just a standard barber, yeah. like, no appointment, no any of that. Uh, there's so many moments of, like, complete terror. Like, first of all, you're sat there in the queue, and if you've been there a few times, you know the person you want. So you're looking at them, and you're yeah. thinking... Hurry up, hurry up. Please be next. Yeah, and you and can then see you they're see, not finished. <laughs> you see the shit one. It's like, who's next? And you're like... Mm. <laughs> Holding two pairs of scissors, like quivering hands. <laughs> you're like, I don't want him. Yeah, and then you get up there, and they're like, what do you want? And you're really trying hard to explain it. But basically, it's like, I'm, I'm not a hairdresser. I don't know how to explain a haircut. I want it to look good. Yeah. And then, no matter what you tell them, they'll do whatever they want anyway. Yeah. I mean, I went in set and once and said, uh, "Can I have like a short, short back and fr- sides, <laughs> back and then a longer top?" And what he did was give the same length everywhere and made me look like Spock. <laughs> he just cut along my fringe just in a line, and I just looked like it's probably quite fashionable now, actually, yeah. but not at the time. I went into school and I was like, "Oh, you look like Spock." <laughs> I was like, Thanks. Yeah. So that that's horrible and like. Because no, because they like wet your hair, so you're not looking like your most flattering version of yourself. No, you have to stare into. You have to stare at yourself in the mirror. (laughs) You have to look at every single. I am hideous. (laughs) Yeah, you look at every single piece of yourself that you hate, and you look for so long, you even start looking inside yourself (laughs) to the bits of you that you hate. Oh, my soul's deep down. Yeah. Why is that bit wonky? Yeah, Yeah. I'm a bad person. Yeah. So you just sat there, and it's and you and like I hate it when um. You're like trying to look anywhere else and then you just see like a huge chunk of hair fall past your eyes. You're like, that was a lot. <laughs> Not for that yeah, when they like, they get to a point or when you, you're look and you never tell them to stop, but you're looking at it and you're like, I think this is the, the length I want actually. I yeah. should say, can you leave it here? That's good. I mean, it's usually wet, so it looks a bit deceiving. Yeah. But uh, I mean, how many times has this happened? I don't know if you do it as well, but they'll keep going and it gets to the point where they're finishing up yeah. and you're looking at your hair and you're like <laughs> I hope that when he dries this <laughs> it extends by like three inches <laughs> always 
<laughs> like this better be because it's wet or is this short and shit yeah so that that part's so like filled with fear and then the bit the bit i hate the most is like when they they dry it and they're like oh, do you want some gel in there and you're like yeah go on then i mean if, you, if some gel's gonna sort this fucking shit show out then let's do it because <laughs> at this stage i'm gonna kill myself on the way out the door <laughs> this gonna be a shiny quiff can i just have those scissors so i can stab them in my temple and be done with it but and then they get their mirror out and show you the back of your head. It's like, what do I want to see the back of my head for, mate? I don't know. They might have shaved a dick in the back and I'd say, yeah, that's <laughs> good. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, that's all I ever think. It's like, yep. I won't see that again till next time I get my hair cut. Exactly. I've got no idea what my, like, mid-hair growth back of head looks oh, like. I don't even know how many times I've seen the back of my head. Every time I've had a fresh haircut, that's it. So, like, what? was three times 20 for five yeah oh, loads yeah but still not that many um and yeah then there's like also then there's like the walk home from the hairdressers where you're like oh god does this look awful like, i haven't really had the chance to have a look at it yet you got an itchy neck <laughs> yeah your head's usually f- like I, I like it but my head's usually freezing cold after a haircut because i've been so used to having this warm fluff ball around my head <laughs> and then when i get it cut i've got a one yeah, um, you go first, which is like, short, essentially bald on the sides. Yeah, and long on the top, and reverse um, Bobby Charlton essentially. Oh God, yeah, that's horrible <laughs> to think of, though, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about me with his hair, but long on the sides, <laughs> like long, good. long. Yeah, that looked good. I don't know. Like That'll monk. be me in a few years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Rasidi. How do you? I've never actually noticed that, but a little bit, okay. a little bit. But anyway, yeah, that's that's me really. Well, yeah. yeah although I should I should finish that little section by saying, okay, please do. <laughs> well, I just have to say that um, I think it's like one of the like when I became an adult. Like one of the things was like finding and building a relationship with a hairdresser, yeah. and then like completely trusting that they actually know what I want. And you've met my hairdresser. He's a famous guy. He is famous. He's an, now. he's an absolute legend. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's brilliant. And I'll tell you what, he does a wonderful job on my hair every time. And I, it's been about three years he's been cutting my hair. And I've never once come away disappointed. So I don't want him to listen to this and think, oh, are you talking about me? Yeah, we're talking about like... We're talking about the old school oh, hairdressers, old school Milo. Days, yeah. I love you. And I love the job you do. <laughs> you love hairdressing. <laughs> You love the job he does. I've become a hairdresser now. Uh, so in the interest of staying vaguely on uh, schedule, on yep. time for this episode, I'm going to say that I've had a lovely week. It's been a load of fun. And I've done music kind of things. But maybe Good I'll boy. tell you... There's a couple of stories, but maybe I'll save them for next week because I think we need to keep scooting on because I think... I reckon the second half of this episode is going to be quite long. There's going to be chat. It's going to be Chattington Stanley. Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, do you have a musical highlight of the week? Do I have a musical highlight? Yes, I do, Tim. Um, so actually, it was what you told me about uh, last week, not on mic, hmm. uh, which I thought was going to be your highlight because you mentioned it like seven times and I thought you mentioned this so many times that it's surely going to be your highlight and it never really? was. I'm yeah. going to... I'm- Drawing a blank here, I can't remember what I was talking about seven times. You told me about that crazy night you had. No, you um, <laughs> you said, have you heard the Song Exploder version oh, episode yeah. of Alt-J 
doing In Cold Blood. In Cold Blood! Yep. Well, I was listening to loads of Song Exploded last week. Really? Yeah. Because they're quick, aren't they? Yeah, they're 15 minutes, which I actually think is too short for a podcast. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, if any... Some people have asked me who aren't podcast listeners, like, how long's yours? And I'll be like, oh, it's like an hour. And they're yeah. like, what? What? And, like, 15 minutes is probably good for them. Yeah. But for us... I get so annoyed that we could get through their one. whole catalogue yeah. in a day. Yeah. I get so frustrated that I have to put another podcast on. Yeah. Because like, I'll be working One that's on a real length. So it's finished already. Yeah. And, and you get like, the full song in that. Yeah, right. exactly. So there's only actually like 10 minutes of podcast in there. It's ridiculous. I know. But um, stealing a living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it takes a bit to put together doesn't it but still you can give it yeah, an extra five at least Bloody yeah hell. but it takes a bit to have some, this amount of charisma yes and hilariousness yes hilarity um so i went and listened to that episode because um i haven't heard that, that many actually of song exploded i've heard the bonobo one um which was really interesting like to hear how he kind of got the sounds he did and kind of things that you a lot of the time when you listen to music you you hear an instrument and you just think, oh, it sounds like a this, and it's you know, it's, it's either right or it's a, a bit similar or whatever. Yeah. And just to hear that he kind of used um, like sped up, I think, or slowed down backwards um, harp and stuff, and it was just like it's really interesting. Um, I I often find that it's the more minimal songs that are the more interesting ones on there. Really. Um, Things which are really complex and have loads of layers, essentially all you get is people saying, oh, this was this, this was a horn, this was this. Whereas, like, um, there's a there's one with Slow Dive, um, their, their comeback single, Sugar for the Pill, which is a really sparse song. Um, yeah. And that episode is really, really interesting because they just talk about, like, the inspiration from it and how they were, like, trying different vocals and it wasn't quite working and, like... It's just a nice. It's nice to get that little insight into kind of the intricacies of actually making. It's amazing. It's, a song. It's so rare that you actually get that from anything. You know, we want. I want one of these. I want fifty minutes on every song from an album from everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, in Cold Blood is really interesting how they kind of came up with it because especially all J songs because they are. I mean, we've talked about them so many times of how. Um, they kind of push things forward a little bit in terms of how they write and it's yep. quite different it's quite amazing to hear how old the song has been in like um how long it's taken them to pretty much come up with a finished piece because it was this song has been kind of around them yeah and they could never quite get it right the beginning yeah i quite liked that i quite liked that idea that they could never quite get it right yeah i mean it was amazing also to hear how why they couldn't get it right and they they were basically struggling with the tempo and how the um the verses went into the chorus and how they they were slightly different so there was yeah. one at what well, i think it was 100 uh, bpm and there was one at 105 and then yeah. they were like oh it's 103 and it was never working um and it's good to i love hearing about artists who have so much patience and that yeah. are able to work on something for that long because if i haven't finished a song in a day sometimes i'm like oh well fuck it yeah. and it gets left and it's such a bad thing to do um but they really have the patience and to go back. It, I mean, it's also nice to hear that that song was kind of in the ether before the first and second album came mm. out. So that could have easily been on one of the other ones, which shows how, th- yes, this album sounds different to yeah. the first two. And it's like, 
it's almost like they were always working to the sound and that song wouldn't have ever fit or made sense on the other albums. It was almost like it was just waiting for its yeah. time to come out. Yeah, totally. And also lyrically, um, really interesting. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, there's There was two things that I really loved about that episode. One was, um, as someone who's never kind of been involved in, like, recording music, obviously, like, I never really... You know, sometimes you hear about, like, a producer or whatever, like, having a really big impact on an album. I never really knew what kind of that meant. But, like, with these episodes, these, this podcast, you get, like, a lot of insight into that. And, mm. like, this idea that they had this sort of puzzle of this song that they couldn't really solve. And then other people coming in and, like, helping them out with various bits helped them kind of work it out. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. But also, you know, as someone who, as I've said a million times on here, um, is really kind of a lyrics guy... Old J, like I, I love Old J. I think they're fucking brilliant. But like, it is always a bit sort of um, strange for me to not be able to really work out what any songs are about. And like you've told again on here, talks about what a couple of songs are about, and it's always like, oh that's a bit weird. Yeah. But they talk about what In Cold Blood's about on the episode, and it's like wow, what a weird. And it's something idea. they made up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's. An, I mean, you can tell the story if you. If you well, want. I mean. I've talked about things in the past they've written from books, from films, things like that. This, um, and when you told me, I was, I was really surprised because you, you actually kind of told me before I'd actually heard it. Yeah. But um, basically it's about a pool party, somebody jumping in the pool, which amazingly they talk about the sound, how they get the sound effects from that as well, yeah, which yeah, is funny, really cool. but go and listen to it to find that. Um, and during the time he's underwater to the time he comes back out of it, someone has been stabbed and killed. Yeah. Um, and it's it's quite a vivid imagery, isn't it? And I, I think I get that with all of their songs. They're, they're all really kind of... Yeah. Um, the imagery behind the music is vital in their albums. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, it sort of... It always adds another layer once you know what the song's about, I think. Yeah. And it, it can refresh a song for you as yeah, well. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm getting at with this whole thing is that the album came out early this year mm. and um, I think I may, might have even said on the podcast that I can't see this being in contention for one of my favourite albums of the year. Did you? Yeah. And it's, you know, I think, I hopefully I said at the time that um, that it's very early to say that. Yeah. But over the last three months, maybe, um, I've been listening to them quite a bit, including their other albums as well. And I've, I will say that um, their first album is one of the greatest albums ever. Yeah. Like I, I listen to it. it. Yeah, it really is. Um, but this one is really, really good. It's yeah. um, it's a, absolutely a grower, as you could say with most Alt J records, yeah. uh, especially the first. Um, a lot. Of, it kind of takes people a while to get into, and that's why they're. I mean, they're they're big. They really are big at the moment. But if they weren't so kind of. Um, off kilter in ways I think they would be even bigger but I wouldn't change that at all I'm yeah. not saying that's a bad thing um, and this album is kind of slowly going up the ranks for me yeah. um, it's a short little thing um, you know I, I will, we'll talk about it in the coming month when we get into all that stuff yeah, I mean, we're only a month away as, now yeah. people have started to put out their end of year album yeah. we'll let this. our listeners know that we are going for it soon we are thinking about these it's things. It's so, so strongly in my mind right now. Yeah. I'm making my lists. Yeah. I'm checking them twice. <laughs> You're going to find out. 
which one's top <laughs> um yeah so please if you haven't kind of give this one more time um give this one more of your hearing and sight um yeah so uh, let's play in cold blood uh please go and listen to this episode um and yeah enjoy it's uh, in cold blood by alt j zero So that was Alt J. Go and check that album out. We may talk about it next month. We'll see. Uh, Tim, give us your goods. My goods. Okay. So, as you know, in the past, I think I've been probably a bit like uh, self-deprecating or whatever. I felt like a little bit embarrassed. Just you. But like, felt a little bit uh, embarrassed or ashamed to keep bringing kind of indie bands playing sort of the kind of music that I always talk about. Mm -hmm. And do you know what? I've had a change of heart on that front. I'm going to lean into it and I'm going to embrace my role as the the guy who brings that stuff. I'm going to be your correspondent from the indie scene. Um, Don't change anything, Tim. It's all good. I will always be myself, Harry. You know that. I will never be ashamed to be who I am. You bring the indie, I'll bring the blank ocean. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) I've had quite enough. (laughs) Move Uh, on. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so this week I'm going to bring a band that I've only just um, heard of, but they actually put out the album I'm going to talk about in 2016. Um, Too far away. Pick another one. But without wanting to, um, you know, Shit on anyone's bonfire. Or piss on someone's bonfire. Is it <laughs> yeah. piss on? I don't know, that might just accentuate the flame. <laughs> that one. Without wanting to do either of those things, uh, they're, they're getting on Spotify apparently 250 monthly listens, so pretty, pretty small still. Um, the band yeah. are called O'Boland. Uh, they're from Ireland. The Republic of Ireland, no less. From Tuam? Tuam. Tom, County Galway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, for me, the things they really bring to mind are uh, certainly the OCs and every kind of... uh, The OCs? The OCs, yes. And every kind of spin-off from them. But also, like, um, I suppose, like, Palmer Violets a little bit and, like, essentially quite lo-fi embracing the scuzzy fuzziness um rough trade stuff basically yeah they should be signed to rough trade is what i'm trying to say um they're just really really catchy uh everything i've heard of theirs i it kind of gets stuck in my head and that's i think with this kind of indie music because it's so simple it needs to do the simple things that it does really really well and that immediacy is definitely one of them where, you know, there's just a hook that gets into you and just the whole energy is right up there. Um, and 
for me, they really, really do it. The album I'm talking about is called Spilt Milk, and it was sort of their third or fourth release. Wherever you look online, it's kind of um, it's difficult to tell because they've put out various EPs under sometimes under different names on different band camps on different uh, SoundClouds. It all seems a bit disjointed, to be fair. Um, but actually, this album it got like it got them a bit of traction. They put it out on Volar Records, who are based in San Diego. So I guess that means that they like, you know, got some attention from around the world, and it got yeah. included in Pitchfork's top twenty garage punk albums of 2016, which for me, I'm gonna say, is a poor description of their music, but also quite a good accolade because I like Pitchfork. I look at Pitchfork all the time. Yeah. Um, their best new music little section. Bring some absolute gems out of there. It looks nice too. Yeah, it's a really handsome website, isn't it? Very. Very, very, very. Go on the guys at Pitchfork. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I saw one quote about um, about Oboland, which said uh, they are poppy but sloppy. And I like that because it mm. is the kind of pop indie stuff. But with that kind of, you know, the droll, rock. yeah, which I really, really love um, a kind of informality and um, just kind of fun, just mm. not turning up, trying to be anything, just being excited to get there and play a guitar and sweat and jump around. I like being in those jump rooms. Up, jump up and get down. Exactly. I like being in those rooms and I like listening to this kind of music and imagining that I am in one. Uh, so I'm going to play the opening track from Spilt Milk. Uh, it's called Jane Russell. And I think I think it's really great. And I think it kind of sums up the rest of their stuff. So I would like you to have a little listen to it and see what you think. Because I know, uh, although sometimes you're not always kind of immediately drawn to go and seek out new bands like this. I know this is your kind of thing. So I'm uh, very interested to see what you will think of it. Sicko. This is O. Boland with... Well, people don't think anything about you And I wish that that wasn't true Because you, 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 you can't see me too What did you think? First listen. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I was expecting a really Irish accent, actually. Um, a little bit Cockney, actually, in the delivery, I think. Yeah, I would say so. Um, kind of, yeah, it's quite scuzzy, and it's um, it's well recorded. It's like um, it's quite easy to do that kind of thing badly and just kind of record it. Yeah, and it sounds like live and a bit shitty, but it's very much like um. It's very much their sound, like it's not, it doesn't come across as a band that is recording like, like I say, badly or anything, it's, mm. it's, they're do, they're, it's really hard to explain, it's like they, they have this certain sound that sounds scuzzy and they're recording it to make it sound like that and it also sounds very um, honest and real, it doesn't sound like it's they're faking it or anything yeah exactly it's really cool it's it does sound again like uh, this word has bad connotations to it but it sounds dated um in terms of maybe stuff that i would have listened to a while ago 
um, but not in a bad way at all. Yeah. Um, I still listen to stuff I listened to a while ago. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know what you mean because I think, um, and as someone who that is kind of what I want to listen to a lot of the time, um, a lot of people are trying to do something more. They're thinking, oh, I need to add layers to it. You know, like uh, I think someone like the vaccines for example yeah like the progression of their albums has been kind of also the progression of indie music isn't it? when they put their first album out everyone was happy to put out like a two or three minute just like song and then everyone started adding loads of synths and loads of other production on top of stuff and it kind of got like a bit annoying because like first of all you don't always need it and second like a lot of these people aren't really skilled enough to put it on there and it became like agree, increasingly yeah. rare to hear someone just be a band yeah nice one well i'm glad you like it cool so that brings to a close our highlights of the week so listeners uh <laughs> all right me see <laughs> listeners <laughs> listeners <laughs> uh <laughs> i'm gonna go round him <laughs> I don't know where it came from. It just happened. Let me be me, Harry. Um, so this week, um, we've got something which, I mean, we're, we're giggos. We are very regular giggos, at least at, at least once a week or once every fortnight, at very minimum, yeah. I am at a gig. Because I'm cool like that. But <laughs> You're, cool, <laughs> You're suave and sexy and sorted. <laughs> <laughs> little inside joke for you there listeners not uh, for you though <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite rare that we have back to back big gigs that we're super excited for two days in a row oh absolutely I don't know the last time I did that uh, I can't really think of anything like it's a it's a festival thing yeah. we're essentially having our own festival here in it's Brighton a tiny festival um, but this week, that is exactly what's happening. So we felt it would be remiss of us to base this episode around basically anything else other than these two gigs. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> breaking with all possible logical order, I'm going to ask you first, Harry, because I'm introducing it. Yeah. Who the second band we're going to see is because, or the second artist, sorry, um, we're going to see is because you're more... Uh, well equipped to talk about who we're seeing on Tuesday of this week absolutely and I've mentioned it before you will know it now we're finally at that time we are going to see Bonobo at the Brighton Centre we are um, Bonobo's great I'm, it's amazing that you, I mean we haven't mentioned who we're seeing first but the bit it's a big difference Yeah, we're, see, we're seeing two very very different artists it's going to be a very big contrast do, do you think I should say who the first one is and then we'll talk about well, let's say that okay <laughs> now let's secretly talk about the contrast and then we'll say who <laughs> yeah, we'll just end. be really weird about it it's like yeah they're different aren't they <laughs> everyone's like who is it it's a guitar-y band yeah um, so Monday Monday at the Hope and Ruin in Brighton uh, we're seeing my favourite uh, musician in the world right now former guest track show favourite Kane Strang yeah uh, New Zealand indie hero that's who we're going to see so it is as you can as you say being very very different yeah Kane Strang and then Bonobo is uh, it's odd <laughs> it really is but 
I, I'm equally excited for both and in such different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, Kane Strang is going to be um, quite an electric. It's a small, small, much smaller venue. I mean, tiny. Com- yeah, I mean, you just know. Yeah, you just. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's tiny. It's a, it's, a, it's a tiny little room, yeah. um, and it's going to be a completely different kind of atmosphere. Uh, Bonobo, I'm guess is going to be less, not less energy, uh, a different kind of energy. Yeah. Um, a more kind of upbeat electric energy at Kane Strang and then a kind of like when we saw James Blake yeah. uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's what it's going to be like with Bonobo yeah that kind of um, sort of lean back close your eyes and just yeah. let it I would, wash over you we're and... not going to do it because we have to record after but I'm really liking the idea of having some lemons before the <laughs> Bonobo gig if you know what I'm getting at previous listeners um that would that you yeah, that, that makes sense to me yeah we won't go into that <laughs> but, uh, yeah not not gonna <laughs> let's move on um but i think um atmospheric certainly and it's actually what's going to be interesting is that the two rooms are going to totally suit the two different acts brilliantly you know what yeah. i want from a cane strang mm. gig is intimacy I want to kind of um, be close enough to feel the emotion from the lyrics and I want to also just watch a guy who is now our mate. We're going to hang out with him after the gig. Mm. Like, It's going to be really great to see him again play the second album because um, Two Hearts and No Brain. He played a bit of it when we saw saw him three times? Two times or three times? Two times. Two times. We saw him twice as some people would call it, instead of two times, like a child. <laughs> we saw um, him two times. Just... But we saw him twice at Great Escape, and it was predominantly first album stuff. Um, since then, a second album has come out, and you know, again, we keep talking about it, we keep alluding to it, but when the albums of the year roll around, for me, it's going to be the very, 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 very top. If not... It's going to be number one for you, is it? I don't know if it's going to be number one for me, but it's going to be right up there. I, th- I would assume top five. Okay, I can I can hear that. Yeah. So it's for me a fantastic, fantastic piece of work again yeah. from an unbelievable artist. Um, so it's going to be so exciting to see those songs again. The same excitement that I had last time, you know, mm. um, to see the web, to see Never Kissed a Blonde, to see Things Are Never Simple, you know, live for the first time. I feel the same again. I just want to. I just want to see what it feels like to watch those songs. And I want to feel what it feels like to see Bonobo as well, because yeah. um, he's somebody that I've liked for a very long time. He's, he's somebody that kind of sits in my heart quite nicely in, yeah. in certain times of my life. He's been, uh, he's had albums that really mean a lot to me um, and not in a bad way, but less so the newer album, but it has a, a, a little bit like Alt J become more of a staple of this year than it started off as. Yeah. Uh, just being at work, it's often an album we'll listen to. I say at least every two weeks we'll listen to some tracks from the album. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to hear that. And I think what what I'm most interested about is that, like, um, you know, a, a, a gig by an act like Kane Strang, I know what to expect because I've seen so many bands of the similar mm. ilk. But Bonobo, to me... I've never really been to that kind of stuff before, live. No. So I'm re- I'm just fascinated to know what that is going to be like, the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I've mentioned it so many times, but um, 
you know, you're going to get a face full of me being happy when Black Sands comes on. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that song too. Yeah, of course, but... No, I love it even more. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I mean, it's a song that I've wanted to hear live for such a long time. Like, there's been opportunities to nearly see him. There's yeah. a festival I nearly went to that he played at, that my friends have seen him, and I haven't, and it's it's just like about time, isn't it? It's, it's, it's about time that this happened. Yep. Yeah, so... Absolutely. Yeah. So essentially, the format of the second half of this week's episode is going to be, we're going to leave you in a second, and we're going to go and watch these two acts, and then we're going to come back, I would assume, we're going to come back, talk about Kane Strang, and then we're going to listen to some Bonobo, and then we're going to talk about some Bonobo. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Sounds like a nice little thing. So, uh, we're going to leave you on Monday, full of anticipation, full of excitement, full of energy relatively sober and we'll see what happens at the other end (laughs) so uh see you there listeners nice see you later what where are the lemons
And we're back, listeners. You find us on the other side of the aforementioned double bill. How do you feel, Harry? I feel exhausted, but I've had a good time. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely second that. Um, yeah. A, a, yeah, a long start to the week. Yeah, I mean, it's basically having a early weekend, isn't it? It feels a little bit wrong. Yeah, on the back of the previous weekend, four-day yeah. weekend. Four-day weekend with work in between. Yeah, for you. I, I've been skiving off. Yeah, every time I call you up or like talk to you like at home or like chilling on the beach in Dubai or something. I have been doing like, that every day. I've been I, flying I call- in and out of <laughs> Dubai, coming back for the gigs. I think I called you and you were just so obviously not anywhere, like work-wise. I was like... And I, f- I could tell that it was another one of them times where I asked you a question. You're like, it's not the time. <laughs> I'm like, are you not, are you not working? Then? Have you lost your job? <laughs> it's quite hard for you to lose your job, really. But yeah, it was you're my kind of your boss, <laughs> Tim. I'm sacking yourself. <laughs> yeah, after this week, it probably would be fair. Uh, I've been having a little, a little bit of me time. Good. Yeah, much needed. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, no. Listeners have just listened to, I believe, a little. Kane Strang medley. Little Kane Strang medley, yeah. That is what we should have put in there. If we haven't, then something's gone terribly wrong in post production and it never goes wrong. You. Apart from if you were one of the five people that downloaded the episode last week. Oh, yeah, which started with me barking at you. <laughs> and, Harry, and Harry, the dormouse, <laughs> talking back. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, they've heard, they've heard five songs and I have played your favourite from the new album. Have you will get on there. We'll, we'll get on to that later. Yeah, that will be a touch point coming up. Yeah. Um, but we'll start, we'll talk about the Hope and Ruin. Tuesday, no, Monday night, Hope and Ruin. Yeah. Met you in Subway. Had a little sub-sub. A little sub-sub. That was nice. What did you have? What did I have? I had turkey breast and ham. Oh. Okay, I don't remember what I had. Turkey and bacon. You had chicken and bacon. Chicken they put loads of chicken bacon. in it. Loads of chicken and then half of it was cheese. Yeah, and then he didn't cut it in half he and kind he got of, annoyed. Yeah. I didn't get annoyed. You got more annoyed. You were like, oh, are you going to do that? I was just like, oh, go <laughs> and get him to cut it. It's fine. As if that's what happened. Love a good subway. Yeah. It's a nice little pre-meal, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was harks, back to, harks back to the... Harks uh, or harks? Harks. Hark now here. The angels sing. Okay. Harks back sings. to the um, Great Escape times. Yeah, it does a bit. First mm. Great Escape, I think, more than... Yeah. When I had like seven seven subways in two hours, in two hours. <laughs> Subway for breakfast, Subway for breakfast, brunch, Subway for yeah, lunch. and I, actually, funnily enough, um, the mindset frame, whatever I feel like I'm in right now, <laughs> is very much a morning after a great escape day. Yeah, it is. I feel like a bit tired, but happy. The warm glow, a slight glow. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. Um. So we met up at a subway, went down. Uh, sat downstairs in Zihopa Maroon. Lovely. It's one of my favourite venues, I have to say. Yeah, big old clown, washing machine. You can sit in a bathtub oh, if you want. all of it going on, they? Yeah. If you want to go in there to try and find a bit of a wall, be my guess, because you won't find any. No. It's all, all covered. All covered in something. I think I like the caravan and I like the TVs. Yeah. The weird, like... I mean, we're painting a very strange picture to people who aren't from Brighton and therefore yeah. don't know. <laughs> I like the caravan and the TVs. Sit in a bathtub and uh, <laughs> drink out of a shoe. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the most hipster place ever. But it it's... kind of is, but in a nice way. It is, but it, is, it doesn't throw it in your face. Like, 
I mean, it throws in your face. It's it like throwing throw up. Right They've got like a broken piano on the staircase. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Which has lost a lot of keys, by the way. Because yeah. I've played that piano before with like maybe three or four keys missing. Well, it becomes a bit of a party pub on the weekend, doesn't it? So it doesn't surprise me the things in there don't last forever. Yeah. But we were sat. You nearly fell off your chair. That was a good moment. Yeah. The the chair was so low <laughs> that you go to sit down, and we were essentially a, like a year year six like table or something. I don't know what we were on. Yeah. But I went to sit down, and like the chair wasn't there. It was like another three feet down, and <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> fell. Uh, but, you know. I thoroughly. That's what happens on Monday nights. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that moment in particular. Uh, yeah, so we sat down there for, I don't know, an hour maybe? Had a nice... Yeah, longer than I thought, because uh, I think came came on later than we thought. Yes, about ten minutes later. Right, but I mean, in terms of, like, I thought he was going to be on at, like, eight, but there was a there was another band that was, like, 20 band. minutes yeah, later. And... Got to admit we didn't watch... Um, I often no. feel a little bit bad about not watching a sport act, especially in a smaller venue. But yeah, and I'm sure they were really good. And I'm, I'm, I've got the name. I'll, I'll check them out. But um, I was really enjoying just having a pint and kind of calming down because there was a point. I don't know if it's that Monday or the Tuesday that I, I wanted to cave in and just be like, let's just not do it anymore. Tuesday, you wanted to cave in. Was it? Well, Monday probably wasn't far off. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've kind of wanted to gather my thoughts a bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then we headed up, and obviously, what a joy to once again see friend of the show, Kane. Um, yeah. You know, huge fans of him as a fella and as a musician, so uh, a real joy mm. to have that experience once more. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you might want to touch on it later, but I'll bring it up now because it's in my head. But um, it was the topic of discussion a lot of the time in the night, it kept cropping up, was that we feel like his fan base isn't growing as much as we think it should. Yes. And we we certainly think he's uh, better than, you know, if if a randomer came in, they looked at the crowd, they would think, oh, this is just an average person performing. And I think he, maybe Brighton's not his most, like, popular place, but I'd like to know where he fills a crowd. Yeah, that is... He certainly deserves it, it seems. That's one thing that I've... I mean, obviously Great Escape's often difficult because think... You've got a lot of people that kind of disperses to various other places and you're you're competing with other venues. And I suppose actually, you know, just the fact that it was a Monday night maybe sort of decreased yeah. his crowd a little bit in Brighton. But yeah, I'm I'm yet to see him in a packed out venue and it does surprise me. The church me. was quite busy, but it was it was a church and it was only so so. Yeah. Um But then purely by the fact that this is a, his second European tour of the year. Yeah. You know, coming from New Zealand. There, there must be something, you know, funding these tours yeah, exactly. and someone thinking, yeah, bring him over again. Um, but yeah, well, it's always a, a funny one. I, It kind of comes from my, um, the fact that I like music to feel independent, that yeah. on the one hand... You kind of don't want anyone. Yeah, when it's my, one of my favourite artists, I like the sort of have and hold them, where it's like, do you know what, I, these are my... Secret. Well, thing. that's what happened with people like Bombay Wasco. I, I, I could, I could accept it with the Maccabees because I really thought. I mean, they just grew, and I kind of went with them. But I remember Bombay Basketball Club. The last time I saw them, <laughs> I remember the last time I saw them at the Brighton Centre, and it's a pretty dead venue anyway. But yeah. you know, we'll talk about that later. Um, they, it was too many people, and it seemed like the wrong crowd, and it, it 
it's like the crowd with the Maccabees. It's like you're growing up and all the crowd stay the same and you, you get older people and you get kind of our age and it never went anywhere else, really. Yeah. With Bombay Bicycle Club, it was, <laughs> sorry, it's really hard. With Bombay Bicycle Club, it seemed like um, everyone my age was like, had given up on them and they were, it was like a teen band and yeah, it was yeah. a, ch- like there were children there and, and the, and it was just like, it was going the wrong way and the crowd just kind of ruined it for me, if anything. Yeah. You know, my my view of them was changing, and it wasn't really something I could stop. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're not they're not yours anymore. Mm. You don't feel it's like they were a new generation's band. Suddenly, I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely can relate to that with a, a number of bands that I've been into. Um, fortunately, I feel like I am king of the Kane Strang fan club. So you are. I mean, <laughs> straight away. Like, I mean, you were tried to buy merch before the gig started, and then you were out. In the queue. I mean, let's just let's just make it clear. It wasn't it wasn't merch. I was trying. I wanted the first album. You wanted to get the on. first album, and then you got a lovely shirt as well. I did but which I'm wearing right what now. I was getting at. You wearing it now? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Two hearts and no brain. With a dog. Also two days. You worn it. <laughs> two days and no brain. <laughs> um, yeah. You were just straight into the queue. And can I have this? And this? And this? And this? And this? Yeah, but. To talk about the gig for a bit, um, played a lot of the new stuff, yep. which was great. Although I I was left, um, yeah, you looked like a little poor puppy at the end. I, yeah, I was. Oh, oh okay. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't get played it. We didn't get a chance to after the gig ask uh, where the hell the song that I was a sad little puppy about was but because um, we asked that and when we spoke to him uh on the show we asked or did we ask exactly i don't know because we hadn't seen him yet but we said that we lied to the web yep. um and we never heard that yeah so this is now the third time i've seen him play still haven't seen heard the web which is probably i don't know if it is my favorite song from the first album but it's one of my favorite it's one songs of the ones that sticks out for me just because yeah. of when you it's kind of the song that you brought to my yeah, attention I think it was the first. one that got me into him first um so I still haven't heard him play that, and the, I think the second, no, maybe, so he had, oh, so you're off, uh, was the first, was the lead single, um, then it was, uh, My Smile Is Extinct, and yeah. then it was Silence Overgrown, and he didn't play Silence Overgrown, and that, for me, was a frustrating thing, because he played some kind of more random album tracks from, uh, Two Hearts and No Brain, which, yeah. There's uh, tracks I didn't recognise as much. I haven't given it as much of a listen as you have. Or I've, I've listened to it through. I did on the way down to the gig. Um, but for me, he played the ones that I liked from it. Um, I was quite happy with the set. There was a good amount of the old stuff in there as well. Yeah, there was a nice big section in the middle. Yeah. Maybe four songs in a row from um, you know, Canyon and that stuff. Like, yeah. nice, nice big chunk. Um it did make me sort of the crowd in general, and I'm going to ask you a, a quite general question, a gig question. What is your policy on singing along? I did sing along, but just generally, not not like oh. Kane Strang. General, I've said general a thousand times in terms of myself personally. And how do you feel when others are doing it? I don't mind. Do you like to do it? <laughs> I would say yes. Yes. Especially with certain bands, sometimes not others. 
sometimes I will still sing along even if I don't know the lyrics, which happened in this case. <laughs> a lot of the times, yeah, a lot of the times I, I could, you know, sing along and it was fine, but there were times when I was just like, me, me, me. But I'd say, yeah, why? Just because I, I'm, I'm a singer alonger. Singer alonger. Because I like I like the fact that it's loud, so no one can really hear you. Yeah, that's that's why. There's like. the anonymity of it, but you can really quite belt it out. And also in this particular case, I was kind of looking around, seeing if anyone else was singing along. And there was one girl who was singing along to like a couple of the singles from the new album. But yeah. generally speaking, I was pretty much the only one in the room singing along, and that made me feel quite special. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit when I was singing. Um, I will run rings. And there's people in front, and I could see that they didn't know the song, and I was just like, you don't know. Yeah. Um, I am running rings around you. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, I wasn't a fan of the crowd. Um, of the ones I saw. It was just pretty... They were, seemed fairly nonplussed, which... Yeah. Yeah, it was frustrating, because I thought it was a really, really I was, good I was a bit harsh saying I didn't like them. I just mean that... Um, well, there did seem like there were many Kane fans there. No. There was a nice little chat in the bathroom I heard after, which was... Um, these two guys went to the toilet and I was I wanted to listen to what they're saying I needed to dry my hands and I just walked up to this this loud machine <laughs> hand dry um, and I think one of the one of the guys was like so what do you think and he's like I just love his songs <laughs> nobody writes songs like that anymore yeah. and then they were saying something else and uh, I had to leave because I couldn't just listen and carry on it's in a bathroom it's in a yeah. toilet I don't want to do that so that was nice that is um, nice. And I think that's one of the things that we've both um, kind of, yeah, his, his songwriting is very honest, very open, and he performs it quite honestly as well. I feel like some, sometimes it's like he's really getting in the mood of the song and it'll, like, it'll look a bit sad on the sadder ones and it'll like yeah. bounce around a bit more in the bouncier ones. Like, Yeah, it, it works as a whole package and the band was really tight. Yeah, they were, of course they are. Just as good as the last time. Um, find a little guitarist on the right-hand side who looks kind of mopey, like a classic kind of... They gosh. look like a... I know they're not, but they look like like your classic American like indie band, don't they? Yeah. Like with the the caps and the, yeah. the cool jumpers. and Cool guys. Very cool. Great set of lads. Great set um, of lads. So let's kind of wrap up this little Kane Strang section. Yeah, with, should we uh, give it a rating? Uh, yeah. Okay, so... Let's do venue and uh, set list. Nice. Okay, venue. What are you giving Hope and Ruin? I love Hope and Ruin. I'm going to give it... Out of what? What are we going Ten. At? Ten. Okay. Yeah. So I'm giving it a... Eight. Nice. I'll give it a seven. Okay. I think... Just because, like... There's a few There's a few pillars in the venue yeah, room which is. get on my nerves a bit there's one sort of quite in the middle of the stage one right in the middle of the bar that you yeah, come in on um, my eight is down to just I feel comfortable there yeah so. it's a nice place good beer good vibes yeah good night okay set list set list uh, it's a nine from me yeah but then obviously losing the mark because silence overgrown wasn't there I, I would say nine just because the web wasn't there but I wasn't really expecting it but, um, yeah, I think I'd already given up on that one being yeah. there. Fair enough. So that's maths. Uh, and highlight of the set? Highlight of the set is when he screams really loud. Ba, ba, ba. 
and uh, yeah, that was good. comes away from the mic um, and screams, and it's like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Jakey. Um, yeah, I like that. Nice. What about you? Uh, I really liked the the drop on Two Hearts and No Brain, like okay. where it there's there's a this one. Do you open with that? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And like there's a there's a moment on the album where like when I'm just listening to it on my headphones, like I'll start like headbanging and get like excited. Like just it sort it sort of goes into it sort of builds up it there's like a little drone and then it goes I love that and it really like it stepped up properly in the set. Um I'm gonna add one more. Um funniest moment Kane trying to pour his beer. All of them trying to pour their beers. That gets my funniest moment too. It's ridiculous. Like there was a moment when all of the band were basically <laughs> doing nothing but pouring themselves a beer into a cup and none of them can pour beer. And no. it was like Kane literally just had a whole cup of froth. <laughs> yeah. and he was obviously waiting for it to like settle in it, even if it wasn't. And yeah. that was awful. That, that was a very funny moment just before they started, yeah. yeah. Uh, nice, I will agree with that. And that's a brilliant way to round off our Kane Strang section. So from there, we head into... A medley of Bonobo. Yeah. Yeah. 
And here we are, the other side of Bonobo. Monobo. A big old night again. Yeah. Uh, where did we meet this time? Uh, spoons. Spoons. Classic spoons. Spoons. After much deliberation on where we will meet and which spoons we will go to, the good one or the shit yeah. one. Well, I mean, as you alluded to slightly earlier, there was the deliberation of whether you were even going to bother turning up. Yeah. You could not be bothered. Yeah, I was really... I was like, you know, I've had such a stupid day today and I I couldn't bear to think about... Because I guess we should say the original plan was to watch Bonobo and then record these little bits. Bonobo finished at 11 o'clock. So we wouldn't have been getting home until one, half one. Yeah. And with the way that Sold we record, that. like two. And especially because we, we were a bit merry by the end. Yeah. So we wouldn't have been that sensible. I mean, there might have been more energy than this definitely part of would the have lost to the end of the podcast. Yeah, probably, <laughs> um, but definitely would have lost the podcast by the end from doing something, unplugging it. It's often down to drink that kind yeah. of decision to fuck up a podcast. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, met there. I couldn't decide on food, so we just had beers instead. I don't need the record. Okay, don't worry, mum. I'm nutritioned. Nutritioned. I'm nutritioned. I'm looking after myself. I'm not. Um. <laughs> We just had beer instead, which was lovely. God, so cheap. And so cold. So cold. Maybe so the cheap. coldest beer I've ever had. That first one, like... Yeah, you kept saying it like six times. Like, it was like... Oh, oh, it's so chilled. <laughs> it was like a slush puppy, a beer. <laughs> I really couldn't believe how cold it was. Yeah. Um, and, and like £3.50. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, although we like misjudged it, didn't we? Because we had one pint. And then... Um, like, do we have time for another? Yeah. Yeah. Got another so one. So we're going to the next bit. And then it had to sort of down it. I yeah. Got, I got a bit of brain freeze because it was so cold. <laughs> was it cold? Um, um, yeah, I had 15 minutes to kind of get to the gig kind of before we knew we had like five to get there like 15 minutes before we started. And, uh, you know, if we haven't really said, we had guest tickets. Yeah. And like the fools that we are, we thought, well, we'll just stroll in then. <laughs> just stroll in, which is brought off. Hey, we're guests. And, uh, it didn't work like that. Well, looped cues. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was the key for the box office, which everyone had to go to, guest or not right. guest, wasn't it? Which so was... there were people with their phones out who'd obviously bought them online and said and clicked pick up at box office, and it's a very silly I, choice. Yeah. What an idiot. There was even a guy who walked out and said, "Well, why didn't they just post them to me?" <laughs> well, you could have. You could have done. Yeah. You pick. You've made the wrong pick. Yeah. Fella. Fella. Um. So a little bit of a cue. Ended up not missing. I mean, I think we had like 15 minutes to get through the queue. By the time we were outside the door, there was two minutes until he was on. And yep. I was surprised that we'd made it around that quickly, actually. Um, so we went and picked them up. Um, <laughs> and then obviously tried to find some drink. Yeah. Because that's how. <laughs> that I is mean, this is a day out for us. Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. Um Lots of people were walking around with these big buckets of beer, yeah. which we fancied. But uh, yeah, I kind of did a little bit of a tour. Yeah, I didn't mean to, but I kind of shouted at a girl, didn't I? Yeah, look at that! Look at the size of that beer. <laughs> with a, it was a girl that was about five foot. Yeah, and she was holding it in her hands like imagine like a I think child. It was like a two oh, pint, mean, two but... pint cup of beer, wasn't it? So massive. yeah, it was it was huge, and she she looked shocked, and she was up. She looked like she. Yeah, she, she was on. Our, she was on our side. Yeah, she, she was like, laughed. I she don't know. Knowledge. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wasn't just making people feel uncomfortable. No, <laughs> it was all in good jest. Um, can you say that? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. will. We will now. 
so we found a place upstairs. If, if you haven't been to, I guess we should say the Brighton Centre is massive. Yeah, it's on right on the seafront, overlooking the sea. Mm. Um, big old place venue for Labour Party conference. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's a venue. It's it hosts a lot of um, conferences and like what do they what, like shows? Yeah, like like events. It's events. an event center rather than like yeah. a gig venue necessarily. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, we were obviously getting to the set, but I. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. One of my favourite um, Brighton Centre shows, actually. Yes. I haven't often found them that exciting. They, they don't really usually go all out in Brighton Centre. you probably different because you've seen some better stuff there. Uh, yeah, although it's, it's never been a room that I'm a huge fan of. I, it no. always just feels to me like a, a massive school hall. Yeah. Which is kind of what it is. Yeah, and it's um, got like... Yeah, it feels too flat and like empty yeah a bit lifeless but this yeah. time i think partly because what essentially the gig felt like to me was just a, a really really good club night mm. like so often clubs are a bit kind of faceless big rooms and but you've got good lighting and you've got loads of bass and it all kind of works anyway mm. um good crowd in terms of didn't meet anyone that i hated no, I, I I was perfectly fond of everyone we came yeah. into contact with that night. Nice people. Uh, <laughs> nice to see a Bonobo crowd, because Bonobo has, especially in Brighton, a certain type of fan, I think. You know, when we look at our friend uh, Simona. Yes. That's your classic kind of Bonobo fan. Yeah, I would say so. Um, it's hard to say what that is, necessarily. Uh, a slightly alternative clubber, yeah, is what I would say. Not you know, so, not someone who's into like their drum and bass, but someone who likes a club night. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Um, so yeah, crowd good. Uh, they win that one. Um, set set was really really good. It really built. Um, it did it was a steady build, didn't it? Yeah, by the end, all all hell broken loose. <laughs> um, yeah, set. I, I I really enjoyed it. I mean. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Whereas with like Kane Strangle, that kind of music, I can sit here and sort of reel off songs that were played and that I really really liked. But generally, when you put Bonobo on, or at least when I do, yeah. you kind of put a whole album on and just sort of settle into the atmosphere of the whole thing. So I don't necessarily, you know, track names and things like that. I'm gonna to struggle to reel off anyway. I not just because I'm gonna look up the set list, but I do have. Um... Some songs that I wanted that he did play. So, Cirrus, mm-hmm. uh, Kong, Kiara, Towers, Break Apart, uh, Migration. These are all songs I was looking for, and they were all there. Yeah. Uh, especially Kong, like, um, in terms of things from first album. or I don't think it was his first, actually. It was the Black Sands album. Um, you know, I, there was some stuff that I wanted, Uh and yeah, but we'll get on to something else later about the Black Sands album. Um, but set this wise, I think it really, like you say, really nice, steady build. Um, amazing. Like, if you go and see Bonobo, you'll know what you're getting in terms of like his sound. But when he's on stage and he has his string section yeah. and the guy playing flute, he'll have his wind, his, his uh, strings, piano 
The drummer was amazing. The drummer was fantastic. Um, it like they had the brass section as well. Like he really comes together, and he yeah. and this stuff works in a live situation more than you think it could or should. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At times, you're basically watching a full bloody orchestra. Yeah, playing very modern music is really cool. Mm. Really cool thing to just observe as a spectacle, and then you've got the crazy light shows like five big screens behind the really back of the stage they're... and then lasers coming off and stuff like it, it looked and sounded amazing yeah there was no doubt that all my senses were tingling yeah and i think that's um you know obviously as we've said we're fortunate enough to not have to pay for the tickets but the tickets weren't cheap and i think you know the, the onus is then on to put on a real proper show and mm. there's no escaping the fact that they did like, that was big time that was proper so elephant in the room we'll go there um i've mentioned i think twice now uh that i wanted to see bonobo play black sands yes that didn't happen no uh admittedly if i had seen over the past year or two what he'd been playing then i would have known that that was going to happen um no longer part of the set list generally speaking no Generally speaking, it isn't. I think I saw some gigs that he did in 2014, and it wasn't part of it then, which right. I I completely understand. Um, but I was really looking forward to it. So it was sad, but it was nice to know that at least it's we didn't miss it, or we didn't like it wasn't just this Brighton gig that he didn't play it. Yeah. Um, but. I was very happy overall with the set, and he did come on and do a um encore yeah there was an encore you weren't expecting were you no um, i just felt like it it like, come up too much yeah it'd been such a build and he said i think he said right this is our last song and you said surely there's gonna be an encore and i just kind of thought this it felt like a great moment to end the gig i kind of yeah. thought well if he ends here then brilliant yeah i mean you're right um so he did do an encore and he started with First Fires, which uh, he, I don't actually remember her name, but he had somebody, uh, a lady come on and do that. And she was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then he ended on Know You, um, which was just another one of his like massive tunes. Um, interestingly, I can see one here that says Bonobo Remix. And I remember saying to you, this sounds like a cover of something. And I'm wondering if that was the one I meant. Could have been. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> see if it's in his I mean, without uh, knowing releases. what you thought, it was a... Uh, I remember you saying that, but I can't remember what you said you thought it was a remix of. Yeah, well, I couldn't remember. It was, maybe it's oh, no, exactly that thing. Like, memories are lacking here, listeners. Oh, big time. Um, yeah, I think overall, pretty good. So, that means, Tim, ratings... Okay, I'm ready. Okay, I'm so... ready to rate. Venue. I would give... It's difficult because, I, as we've already said, uh, this particular time it felt great, but I would still only give Brighton Centre maybe a five. I'll give it a six just because it, it went above my expectations slightly. Yeah. Um, but I was coming into this ready to give it a lower score, but I was reasonably pleased yeah I wasn't I wasn't displeased I, it's yeah. just it's just Brighton Centre isn't our favourite place to go and see a gig yeah. just just is that way yeah exactly Um, so that means set 
Who's next? Set. Um, I was completely happy I'd give that a 10. Yeah, me too. 10. Like, I can't really... There's nothing that I would say to do differently. Yeah, I think um, he would have had a like a 9, just in terms of the Black Sands thing, but knowing that it's not part of his set, then I'm just disregarding that and saying, based on that set, 10. Nice one. Nice one. Were there any other scores we did? Wasn't really a funniest moment. Um, funniest moment. Apart from seeing the girl with the cup. Yeah, that was funny. The fact that we both had to go for a wee at the same time in the yeah. middle of the set. <laughs> we were like, right, we're going. This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Lols. Um, no, I don't think that was a particularly funny moment. We just had a great old time. Yeah. Nice one. Then you... Set funny times. <laughs> yeah. Uh did we say highlight of the set? Highlight of the set, yeah. Ooh, good one. I, I don't know if I can say a specific point, but lasers. Yeah, I love lasers. There was oh love lasers. I love um, lasers. But yeah, there were points when they would shoot some big lasers up and it would be like <gasps> and especially like I think any song that kind of built to a massive drop yeah. was cool. And a little bit like you said about um singing lyrics and feeling a little bit like yeah I'm the only one blah 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 I get that with um, knowing when drops come in and like when you're you're like raising your hand and you're kind of getting ready for it and then you like and then you drop your hand at the the right time and like start singing it and like you know you're getting it right there's a a sense of like achievement in there which is you know similar to anything like uh, when you're watching something and you you understand something it's like oh I'm good and it's like it's like that isn't it Absolutely. I think everyone who likes music can almost relate to that in some way. Sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Nice. Wicked. Well, I think that brings to a close what has been a bloody fun but bloody tiring week. Yes. And it's Wednesday. It's now nearly 11 o'clock on Wednesday. I'm so ready for my bed, it's unbelievable. Mm. I believe you are too. Big time. So I will stop sitting on your bed (laughs) uh, and allow you to make the most of it. Thank you. Um, cheers for a brilliant half a week. Yeah, thank you. We've had a lovely old time. A lovely old time. We should do it more often, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank you, listeners, so much for tuning in. Um, apologies if we've seemed a little bit uh, <laughs> quieter, more chilled than normal. You know, these things will happen, hopefully. We have half a beer each as well. Yeah, half no. a can. If anything, that's made me more drowsy really yeah um, but hopefully the first half of this episode was quite upbeat I imagine it probably was yeah maybe who knows maybe it wasn't <laughs> uh, either way I've been Tim I've been Harry this has been Tracks, episode number 81 and we will see you next week bye 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 <laughs>